Vox Quick Hits. George Floyd's death was a deeply traumatic moment, particularly for Black Americans. And now many people are reliving that trauma during the criminal trial for Derek Chauvin, the police officer charged in Floyd's death. Prosecutors are relying heavily on video and witness testimony to make their case against Chauvin, who faces charges of manslaughter and murder. Those elements are essential and impactful, but they can also trigger deep emotional and physical responses, especially among those already burdened by the trauma of systemic racism. I'm going to pause here for a moment. We saw you standing there with your hands on your head for a while, correct? Correct. What was going through your mind during that time period? Uh, disbelief. And guilt. Okay. Why guilt? Um, if I would have just not taken the bill, this could have been avoided. Fox race reporter Fabiola Sinius is here to talk about the emotional toll of the trial, the origins of those feelings, and whether we can expect them to go away anytime soon. Derek Chauvin's trial is underway. Can you talk a bit about what the prosecution's strategy is for building their case? Derek Chauvin faces three charges, and those charges are second-degree unintentional murder, third-degree murder, and second-degree manslaughter. So to be convicted of the most serious charge, prosecutors basically have to show beyond a reasonable doubt that Chauvin caused Floyd's death when he held his knee to Floyd's neck last summer, which we all saw. The prosecution right now is trying to build a case uh, firstly around emotion. So we saw during the first week, the prosecutors call a number of eyewitnesses who were present on that day. They were the people, the bystanders who were standing right there on the street pleading with Chauvin and the other officers to release their hold on Floyd. So first we saw eyewitness testimony. Now we're seeing the prosecution call forth a number of police officers to the stand Many of these officers have already testified that Chauvin used excessive force. So they're trying to show that Chauvin did not act within protocol. Mm -hmm. And lastly, we also see the prosecution trying to build a case around medical records, the autopsy report to basically show that it wasn't drugs that killed George Floyd, which is something that the defense is trying to say, but it was actually Chauvin who cut off oxygen to George Floyd. So on top of the witness testimony and some of the other things you mentioned, Video and audio are also important elements in the courtroom, but they're also incredibly disturbing. What are the emotional and maybe even physical impacts for people watching at home or just reading about this in the news? The impact is is huge, and it's something that I wrote about in this piece about trauma. First and foremost, this entire trial is about trauma. The fact that the prosecution, when they were first opening up, a week ago, they played the entire 9-minute and 29-second video. Um, and even today, when as I'm watching uh, witnesses testify, the prosecution, they're presenting new footage that I had never seen before, like body cam footage, for example, of just how Floyd was handcuffed. They're still playing the video. Last week, they had witnesses pointing out where they were in the footage. And so it is traumatizing, uh, traumatizing imagery. And so... There's an emotional toll. So the emotional toll is that people are afraid to talk about this. This is something that numbs people to an extent because we've been hearing about this for almost a year. We see physically 
a lot of people unable to kind of carry out daily and normal tasks that they would normally do. And I'm speaking specifically about the eyewitnesses who were there. Um, When they were on the stand, they were just physically crying. Um, And then they talked about all the pain and regret that they were experiencing and have been experiencing over the past few months because they feel a sense of guilt for not doing more to help George Floyd. And the trauma people are experiencing isn't just related to Floyd's death. There's also something much deeper going on here, particularly for Black Americans. That's completely right. And that's historical trauma. When we think about George Floyd and what happened to him, we think about the countless other Black people and other people of color who have been killed at the hands of the police, right? And specifically the unarmed people who were killed at the hands of police. And so it's impossible to not think about Mike Brown, for example. It's impossible to not think about Breonna Taylor, many of these people who never were able to even bring charges against the officers involved. And so this historical trauma just makes you question your own safety, right? If there's no conviction in this case, it's like, oh, wow, we we clearly see that there's no justice for people who look like me. And I'm speaking specifically about Black people. So historical trauma here is something that we cannot ignore because even if there is justice in this trial against Derek Chauvin, there are so many other cases that we won't have similar justice in. Whatever the verdict, the trauma from this episode and from systemic racism in the country overall is not going to subside anytime soon. And I'm curious your thoughts of how people can try to overcome it or maybe how we as a country need to continue to work on this. Yeah, an expert I talked to who studies racial stress and racial trauma said that the way to get over it is to keep talking about it. And so you're not specifically talking about what happened to George Floyd, but you're still talking about Floyd's memory. So bringing humanity to what happened, thinking about how courageous Floyd was in a really inhumane moment. So thinking about his family, his mother, his daughter, and bringing light to the situation. And so, for example, what the witnesses have done so far with just being courageous and getting on the stand and talking about guilt and talking about the pain they're experiencing, that's exactly how we try to get past the trauma. But that's on an individual level. And then I think more broadly, if we're thinking about what the country can do, it's about telling the truth. It's about our leaders coming together and saying, hey, we need to face this truth. We need to own up to this truth. We need to change these systems that continue to harm Black and brown people in America, because without this kind of change, it's just going to keep happening over and over again. For people who are watching at home or maybe who are reading this in the news or following it on Twitter or however else they're maybe following the trial, is it okay sometimes to just tune out? Oh, yeah. It is absolutely okay to tune out. I did a search with the words Derek Chauvin mute, and so many people were like, I am muting this trial. Sorry. I'll hop back in occasionally, but it's just too much. And it is absolutely okay to to mute the trial. Well, thanks so much for coming on and speaking about this today. Thank you so much for having me. Fabiola Sinius is a race reporter at Vox, and you can find her on Twitter at Fabiola Sinius. I'm Emily Stewart, and this is Tell Me More. Our producer is Sophie Lalonde. You can find more episodes and other stories from Vox in the Vox Quick Hits feed wherever you get your podcasts. 